Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome to a special full moon episode of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. Today on the 28th of January, 2021, I am Chapeau Claudette, aka Claudette, because I love clouds and looking up. And if I had not been looking up for the last six years since I discovered that Western astrology was not aligned to what was actually happening in the sky and what every single one of us can actually witness. If there are clouds, we can use a sky location app of any sort to see for ourselves where the heavenly bodies are. And what I discovered when I was looking up one um day I believe it must have been July was of course the beehive cluster and the sun was shining there then I did my research um yeah it was like in uh July last year no actually the year before last so it was yeah year and a half ago and I was fascinated by this beehive cluster, which was ancient and which was used to um, predict the weather, which had the original name that's translated into meaning the cradle and really the source of um, life. And, you know, because a lot of times also is mentioned in the Bible, you know, about the carpenter and the manger and all these things are just symbolisms, I believe. And the symbol is really to take care and to protect and to do it from the source of the soul because cancer is very much about protection and the soul and protecting the soul because the soul is vulnerable and in a way our body is this outer layer this suit or this protection that carries our soul through this life incarnation so when we embody the true meaning of cancer in this perspective then it means to reconnect to our soul and move this energy from the inside out to be reflective of what our outside shell looks like like the shell of a cancer actually one of my students was wondering (laughs) Uh, Teresa, shout her out, that why is the illness cancer used? Such a horrible illness for cancer. And then we have the association with the uh, constellation 
um, names and uh, star sign and that's an interesting question but maybe it's because it's something that uh, attacks the the shell the body of us yeah maybe that is a connection you know words have incredible amount of power and it is amazing to witness how impactful these words are any words which brings me to today's full moon uh, opinion my observation because if one thing I find so necessary to do is to be conscious of the language I use which is why I try to reframe you know not perfect (laughs) try to reframe my intent is to reframe from taking your power away from you from taking the experience of this full moon away from you I am just here as a messenger to share the biodynamic energies, what a farmer would observe, what an astronomer would observe, what the weather person would observe from what can be seen in the sky. And so today, what I want to first draw attention on is that this full moon is part of a new moon cycle. And when we are conscious of what is actually happening in our sky, then we, of course, have to revisit the importance of our sun and how it sheds light on everything, us, plants, and the moon. And, you know, I've been, you know, keeping my ear open about you know, the complexities of the moon and giving power weight to the moon. And I believe that that's not a coincidence that a lot of talk been coming up about the power of the moon and giving it away. And I had this thought the other day after listening to quite an impactful um, interview that David Icke gave that, you know, David Icke was saying some crazy things 20 years ago that actually now our reality and one of the crazy things he said a long time ago is that the moon wasn't real (laughs) okay so that kind of creeped into my consciousness as well because you know he's been on point for a lot of things that we did not think were true and even though that's a huge shift for you know myself even for a lot of us It's something that is worth entertaining and entertaining in respect to re-evaluating for yourself. Going back and seeing, well, what does the moon do and what is it about? And, you know, why do we make a big thing about the full moon? Why is it connected to Luna and lunacy and crazy things happening, right? But what I have decided to do is to look at it from an astronomical perspective. And one thing that I feel really sure about is that if we did not have the moon there, we would not know 
we would not be able to see, stretch, no, we would not be able to see a representation of where our sun is shining its light, right? Because, um, you know, this is a kind of reflector of a measurement, if you will, of seeing how the sun is shining its light in a particular part of the sky. And because the sun moves quite slowly compared to the moon, then if we didn't have that, we really wouldn't be able to see um, the position of our sun because the sun, of course, in the daytime, you cannot see the stars where the sun is, right? You cannot see them because it is amongst other um, stars. And so the opposition gives us the night opposite of the day and this is where the illumination takes place and the full moon is the full illumination of the sun and it is the 180 degree opposition of where our sun and moon were at the time of the new moon and that's why I like to go back to the new moon so the last new moon on the 13th of January was at 26 degrees of Sagittarius. This is a very important point because this is where we had the Pluto and Jupiter conjunction last January. This is a point that all through 2020, Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto were moving back and forth. And actually, Pluto spent most of last year between 25 and 26 degrees of Sagittarius. So we know from experience that Pluto is about transformation. It's about, you know, just things going to be different from now, right? So when we know that, we still want to take our power back. Like, okay, so how is it going to be different for us? Let's, you know, I'm in this, (laughs) you know, like, ask me how I want this to pan out. So the best thing when you take your power back is you are deciding where you're going to transform your life. Where are you going to make like crazy transformation that can be felt and also used, right? So this is a fire energy where Pluto is still now and it is, of course, connected to water energy with Scorpio, but it's been in this fire space for the longest of time. And... During this um, positioning now that Venus is conjunct today at the same degree of Sagittarius and that the um, Pluto was at that point also at the new moon, then it's Venus that is bringing some harmony, some balance to the transformation, right? And a lot of times, you know, when people make changes in their lives, sometimes we go from one extreme to the other because that's what the 180 degree is about, looking 
at life from a distance, <laughs> from the opposite side, to see objectively what's not working. What about that situation? What's, what's not working out for you, right? And to do something about it. So what is not working out is a very good question at this time. And what's not working out, then to shower it with some unconditional attention, unconditional um, understanding, and to perhaps focus on why that's not working out. Why is there this um, challenge to see how you can take control and transform this part of your life? And if you want to know where that might be, it's good to look at where Pluto is positioned at the time of your birth in your sky astrology sky. And also look at where our sun is shining, right? So our sun is this day shining in Cancer. Right, so it has moved from the fire new moon, which you know the moon itself was in fire, was in Sagittarius together with the sun. And to let you know that this is a very good position because Jupiter is the original connection to uh, Pisces, to the spirituality, and when they discovered Pluto, then somehow with astronomers were, you know, observing and then found that Pluto had an impact. And I have found that as well. But of, um, yeah, I mean, Jupiter had an impact on, I mean, Neptune, sorry, Neptune had an impact on <laughs> Pisces when they discovered Jupiter. But before Jupiter was connected to Pisces and means it still is connected to Pisces and Pisces space is the space of the fish is the space of the incubation as I call it and so a lot goes back to where the soul purpose is connecting with your soul purpose because Jupiter is diving deep and clarity is needed and the hint is in the placement of Chiron and Eris in Satis, in Satis, Pisces area of the deep waters, really looking at life in this uh, expression of the life we have during this shift (laughs) and trying to balance technology and humanity. How is this really going to work out if we don't use our energy, if we don't reconnect to our soul's purpose, right? And to understand that, you know, our soul is living forever. This interesting thing also in this article, or yeah, it was an audio interview of David Icke, And they were all asking, what should we do? What should we do about all these things you said? And you know what he said? And I thought it was interesting. He said, we have to lose 
the fear of dying. Whoa, right? Because when you lose the fear of dying, you understand that you, your soul doesn't die, right? Your soul is going to have another experience, right? And to be grateful for the experience that you're having, for the experiences you've had, and to be philosophical about the spirit, the experiences you are having now during this shift. And in a way, like in ancient times, if you look at literature and things like that, people would talk about what they would come back as. I know it's like a thing that's done in Asian culture because they believe strongly in reincarnation. So what would you, what world would you want for your soul to come back into? Right? And tapping into this vision, this philosophy, this Jupiterian concept can help us in the here and now really heal and protect like the cancer energy so well does our soul to understand that there's the soul inside of this shell this cancer of ours and that it is really a point where we can look at the inspiration for being human and understanding how important it is for us to protect our souls and so I really feel that this is what this full moon can remind us about as when we were looking at the new moon on the 13th this is the first new moon of the 2021 frequency of five and as one of my students and my dear cosmic daughter says 2021-ness right we are the ones we've been waiting for to protect us to protect our souls to protect the manger, the place of humanity, the birth of the Christ consciousness, which is exactly what that means in non-physical terms, Christ consciousness. So as we pause and acknowledge the power of Our sun shining a light on the manger, on the beehive cluster, on the swarm of bees, on the clouds that birth stars, that birth souls from the deepest, deepest part of the universe. At the number eight, measure of 44, just as Our Mercury is also today at 26, which is the number 8 of Capricorn. And know that this opposition of Capricorn and water is a beautiful one. Where something can be done, that something can be built, that where water and earth come together means to get our hands dirty, to dig deep and 
create and be conscious of feeling why we are doing this. We have all the information we need. We have all the inspiration we need from 2020. And this year is Jupiter and Saturn and in Capricorn. Getting, diving deep, digging in deep to create a protection, a vessel for our souls to survive this shift, right? This shift needs surviving on the physical plane and on the metaphysical plane, right? So the high vibration of Venus is there offering still in Sagittarius the metaphysical high vibration that the best case scenario is going to work out like activation Oh, I don't know her name says, but a lot of people will do. No, activation, motivation, maybe. And also the reality of Pluto still being in Sagittarius, still inspiring us to change, still reminding us how important it is to take your power back and change the way you want things to change for yourself not the way a narrative or somebody else wants things to change so having said all that I want to mention that I have finished my course and that I am looking for some souls who would like to be part of a webinar with uh, a group of people I'm not sure how many, but there are limited spaces for this. If you have had a discovery call, if you have not had a consultation from me, this is a chance to do both (laughs) and to really learn about what Sky Astrology is because there's a lot of labels out there. And like I have always said, Sky Astrology is my baby. I named it Sky Astrology because of the impact of the sky. And that is still paramount. And I guess I feel responsible to explain exactly what that looks like, right? And this is what the course, I believe, does. So, um, there's going to be a link in my... Instagram, you can DM me, and there's also a link on this podcast where you can find out more about this um, course. Okay, so that is, I think, a mouthful for today. You know that you are listening to a special edition that normally I do not have on my um, public podcast. These are now private podcasts every day. And you will also be able to hear after this, the podcast from yesterday, the 27th, where I kind of talked about this, but it's on changes. <laughs> so I don't know, it might be censored because I played the whole song. 
who knows maybe I should try to get rid of it and then that won't happen I could edit it out to make sure you guys can hear that because you know the powers that be tell us what's going on right or what is acceptable on their private space you know when I think about it these um, technologies we use and we say are free are not free at all we're paying some way my question is where and how (laughs) are we paying so at the times of boom 1916 GMT time at the time of 1116 AM PST time and at the time of 2 16 in the afternoon EST time is when our sun will be shining its light 180 degrees focused straight on to the beehive cluster and the moon whatever it is is catching that light as showing us confirming to us where else our sun is shining we know it's shining in the day but you know what the moon lets us know that the sun is shining at night i'll leave you with that lots of love from me take care of yourselves Cheerio. Hey, I just thought to be reminded of <laughs> this inspirational energy in case you needed moving into this space is good to know that we can get ourselves together if we are stuck in a moment it's okay to be melancholic and it's good to know you can get yourself out of it that song just dropped one of my favorite songs just dropped into my awareness today so welcome to the podcast for january 27th 2021 how are you doing today i hope well happy and optimistic if not philosophical all of the above it's all good so i have been of course very busy i expected to come on earlier but the times i'm going to give you are for 1919 GMT time so in two hours so hopefully you are able to listen to the podcast in the next two hours that's always good as well because it's good to you know see how impactful it is this daily podcast and of course i was talking about the energies of gemini yesterday we're still there but the time stamp today is when the moon is going to be vibrating at the same degree number as procyon which is absolutely one of my stars um and some other people i know as well so our moon will be at 25 degrees of Gemini at 1919 GMT time. What time is that? That is 
14.19, which is 19 minutes after 2 p.m. EST time. And of course, 19 minutes after 11 a.m. California and Oregon time and Washington time to my peeps out there. So what's going on today? Well, it's the day before the full moon, energy before the fullest of moons. And this before we, you know, bask in these ideas that we've been given about the full moon, let's take a look at where we've been and the fact that in Gemini, where our sun is actually shining and the moon is actually showing the light of that sun shining. It is shining across from the space where the new moon started because the new moon started in Sagittarius, but now that means the sun was in Sagittarius, but now the sun is in Capricorn. So the sun has taken the fire from the Sagittarius, from the galactic space of Sagittarius into the Capricorn space which is Earth and, you know, Saturn and Jupiter there and Mercury there and everybody's home here. So there's a lot of Earth and here to kind of uh, invite us or prompt us to use our energy because if we don't like situation, which is Earth, then our galactic sun has given us the insight and the power and the hindsight to do something about it. And that's what this traveling this process from new moon to full moon is about for me in my personal opinion is what has been shining a light for you to give you the power the engine the fire to do something about it right and this is really a receiving time a growing time expanding time to be aware of these energies and to keep at it just keep putting that fire use that fire up because it's necessary because <clears throat> when you use your fire to the earth that's when you can produce some water and we don't have any water or we haven't had any heavenly body in water yes we have had uh chiron and the south node but as far as these, what I call terrestrial <laughs> planets, we haven't because we can't see Chiron and we can't see the South Node, but we can see Saturn and Jupiter and um, Venus. Venus is actually in Sagittarius. Anyway, so I, you know, hope that that's been some inspiration for you and some hindsight and you know you can be the emotions that you feel i miss uh screen recording a little message from not your average healer a sister from my of mine who was talking about feeling emotional yesterday and found herself crying i was like yay that's good get some moisture get some water out that's what's missing she said i don't know why because everything's going really well it's like yeah you know this is good that you know you are producing this water because she is doing a lot she's you know just to the grind and using her energy i don't know how she does it and it's beautiful to watch so yes this is a beautiful alch 
alchemic um, process when you do use the fire to um, to um, change the earth the situation or basically all the energies that are in earth now which is Jupiter Saturn Mercury and the Sun <laughs> so all those things and use it to liquefy or make that fluid if you keep the heat on it has to be very hot and heat and this is what Gemini is doing for us because the more air that fans the fire makes it hot the hotter the lead and the more fluid it is when it melts if it's not really hot it's not that fluid that's how it goes okay so I hope that analogy works for you um <clears throat> what are we doing so we are at the end of Gemini. Gemini has, um, you know, short of around just 27 degrees in it. So we're coming up today to probably in the UK time zone to a zero degree moment in Cancer. Yes, I believe it's today. And I hope. In any event, tomorrow is the full moon, which will be in the beehive cluster. Now, how do you use your power and how do you take it back with that? Look where the moon is in your sky and look where, which house, which area in your sky is Cancer, the middle of Cancer, because Cancer has only 20 degrees of the ecliptic path. So smack bang in the middle, that's where it's going to be, and it's at home. So we know it is aware of itself, supposedly, and we want to kind of transcend and understand that the moon is doing its job, right? The moon should be doing its job, being the reflection of the light of the sun, right? So when we take our power back, it's saying... Yes, that's a sign, just like the sun is a sign, or the seasons are signs. That's a sign that I am creating, because water is about creation, and I am protecting, and I am you producing this fluidity. I am producing this water. I have used my energy to change even just one tiny thing, just one thing, baby steps, change one thing and think about changing one thing do a step to change that one thing right and when you do that and see that something you know that the universe is moving with you that you're moving in the cosmic um direction when you see look at these things in the past since the new moon what's been working for you then after the full moon and I like to think, pull that attention on yourself. Don't be pulling attention to the moon at the full moon. At the full moon, you know, go back in your head about thinking about what's been going on since the last new moon. And what has source been showing you? What have you had energy to do? And what have you felt that you wanted to do? What is really, what did you want to protect? What is really important for you? And use that and say, okay, I'm going to, keep going with this 
energy now. I'm going to honor that insight, that enlightenment, what Source has shown me. And I'm going to use that enlightenment, that light, that power, that fire. And I'm going to continue to manifest for those of you who are in my conscious aligning um, soul coaching. You're going to take that and you're going to use it to know how to really fulfill these intentions that you had at the new moon. So please let me know if you haven't had your consultation yet. Of course, a shout out to you. Um, Please book. ASAP, I will be sending you a recording anyway. This is part of it, just a general recording. But now nitty-gritty recording will come to you, of course. So um, I think that's enough for blah, blah, blah. Let's tell you where the heavenly bodies are at 1919 GMT time. So I mentioned that our moon was at 25 degrees of Gemini. And it's good that it's vibrating at 7 with Procyon, but also the North Node is 25 degrees of Taurus. That's also a 7. Our Mars is at 11 degrees of Aries. Uranus is still at 7 degrees of Aries. This is the Satis Aries area. Um, Chiron and Eris are still where they were yesterday, 13 and 31 respectively. Neptune is at 21 degrees of Aquarius. Mercury and Venus are no longer moving at the same vibration. But, (laughs) yes, Mercury is moving at the same vibration as the moon in Gemini, which is also powerful. And that's a 7, so that's all good. And Jupiter is at 9 degrees. And the sun is at eight degrees and tomorrow you can try to play lottery if you want because supposedly it's a very lucky day when the sun and jupiter are together um <laughs> today at some point i'm going to be launching a soft launch of my course i will be sending out a email to uh everyone's on my email list ha 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 if you want to go to the email list and sign up you might want to visit the link in that's attached to this notification of this podcast okay because there's going to be some goodies in there for you and so yes and uh, saturn is still at four degrees of capricorn feeling itself and the really good thing is that venus even though not vibrating at the same degree as Mercury, as all these days, but we are grateful that we had that. It is actually going to be conjunct Pluto tomorrow. It's 27 degrees today. It'll be 28 degrees on the full moon. So, what does that mean if you only knew? And this, on this private podcast, is where I'm going to tell you. So, what is Venus? Venus is connected to harmony and balance and Venus is in Sagittarius still the last one out but more importantly is that she's been moving um, past the powerful positions that Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto were 
moving back and forth across last year, right? So as Venus moves through that and the last, um, before she leaves, um, Sagittarius, she'll be aligning herself with Pluto. So I just, you know, want to use some magic high vibration thing because we are taking our power back. And the fact is you are, you know, you are, um, you know, you are, of course, aware of what happened in the past. You know what happened 2020. You know that, right? Okay. Lots of changes. I mean, change, changes. I might have to play that. Anyway, yeah, we know that what happened last year. So Venus is asking us to be philosophical about it. That's the air. And also to be practical about it. That's the earth. That's the Taurus. And to think in a high vibration of unconditional love and how to bring balance to that. And everything that's happening now, there's loads of reasons to be upset. But how do you change it? Because the transformation is coming, whether we like it or not. The transformation has been working on us, working its way with um, with us since 2020, right? And now Venus is moving across here. And the North Node is in Taurus, in the home of Venus. So it is really important for us to use our energy in a positive, harmony, harmonic way in a balanced way to keep the fire going that this is the base case scenario is going to work out for us if we are balanced about it like not putting our head in the sand keep sending positive messages no fear get ourselves together we can get out of it and you know, doesn't have to be because it will be a matter of being in it because you're the fire, you're the engine, but the air and the earth need you to connect. The air of Venus and the earth of Venus connected to need us to be the conductor between the two energies and the fire within us. And, you know, Sagittarius is all about philosophy and Jupiter. And Jupiter has got an amazing place tomorrow um, aligned with the sun. So <laughs> that's why I'm launching my, my, um, my website with all the new offerings because I realize actually I'm a teacher at heart. You know, not a consultant, not a coach. I want to teach you to take your power back. That's what Sky Astrology, amongst many other things, is about. Is really tapping into the scientific and spiritual connections that are available when you're conscious of them. And when you have a little bit of intel and... A little bit of experience from myself and of course my uh, ability to be non-judgmental about different 
astrology teachings and kind of curating them so that I can help people and through really doing um, consultations has given me a vast um, amount of information about the validity of how that how those heavenly bodies really work and how this is a magical um, information that now with technology and sky location apps we can take our power back we don't need an astrologer to tell us to do that even though they're telling us to do the wrong things anyway we're out we are not in this space where we are hope helpless hopeless and helpless <laughs> no we are empowered and we are rising raising our awareness and our um conch our confidence to know that we are powerful and intuitive which reminds me yes there's a very good article um about intuition being a uh superpower like to be able you know supposedly they didn't think intuition was um what did they say they didn't think to intuition could be proved <laughs> but tuition of course can be proved right and so we know that ourselves and and now supposedly scientists have it on paper but what's really important to know is that it is true and if we you know realize that that we can be you know a part of this information that isn't seen with our eyes only, but is also about what we can feel. And they say it's, it's all in your gut. It's about your guts firing up and having the power to, you know, understand and do things. Says intuition argues the director of the Max Planck institution for human development is less about suddenly knowing the right answer and more about instinctively understanding what information is unimportant and can thus be discarded and he's the author of book of gut feelings the intelligence of the unconscious says that he is both intuitive and rational in my scientific work i have hunches i can't explain always why I think a certain path is the right way, but I need to trust it and go ahead. I also have the ability to check these hunches and find out what they are about. That's the science part. Now in private life, I rely on instinct. For instance, when I first met my wife, I couldn't do anyway, but this is what we're talking about. The power of knowing our zero degree fam. And yeah, so many great things coming to the zero degree space. So um, yeah, tell your friends, tell your family that we are on the verge of really not only, you know, saying we're taking our power back, but actually physically and mentally doing this. Okay. So I will put intuition, I will put the intuition as a superpower representing one of the highest forms of intelligence as a link in this podcast notes. So today let's go out with 
a song, one of my favorite songs. And, you know, we need these songs to remind us that um, life is never stagnant. And the most important part is to remember that you are the one that you've been waiting for to make the best of the situation. Take care of yourselves. That's a love from me. So I turned myself to face me.